Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. It is not very often that a silly little dance song can do something that is more than just brief entertainment, can do something that impacts the sexuality of a nation and its culture. But a song did that way back in 1960. We always have an odd one in the crowd. So it's kind of odd. Decidedly odd. Doesn't that strike you as a little bit odd? No, that doesn't strike me as a little bit odd. It's the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. The stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. Now, here's the Oddcast. All right, Bob Solo here. Sherry is off right now. Uh, Max has the unenviable job of putting together a lot of different pieces for this Oddcast that I think you'll really enjoy. And thank you to Doc, who tracked them all down. I've done a series of song, of uh, uh, podcasts now about the story behind the story with famous songs. And this one is really unusual because not only is it about the song, it's about a famous nightclub that was run by gangsters in New York City and how this nightclub propelled this dance craze that took over America way back then in the 19, early 1960s. So it began this way. There was a musician named... Hank Ballard. He was a singer and he was also a songwriter. And he was famous for a few songs. Let's go, let's go, let's go. uh, Finger pop in time. But before that, he had a couple of records that were called race records. That's, That's the term that was used. These were songs that were not, they never made it to uh, the playlist of white radio stations, but they were played in a lot of African-American radio stations, black radio stations throughout the country. The lyrics were pretty salty on his first hit. The song was called Work With Me Annie. followed up with, believe it or not, another hit song that didn't make it to the Billboard charts except with uh, the R&B charts, and he had a baby. So that's how Hank Ballard started. But then one day, he recorded a song. He wrote it, he recorded it, and it was the B-side of a song that went to number four in the Billboard R&B charts, but went to number 17 the B-side on the R&B charts and didn't get anywhere near the Hot 100. And it was called The Twist. Come on, baby. 
So there it was, number 17 on the R&B charts, not heard by any of the white kids throughout the United States. And it was going to die. However, some young black kids picked it up in Baltimore and started dancing to it and figured out what the dance was. It was a dance that you stood alone. You didn't hold hands. You moved your shoulders one way and your hips the other. And it started to catch on. And guess who heard about it in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, not too far from Baltimore? Mr. Dick Clark, who was just starting out his career with bandstand. As a matter of fact, it wasn't even called American Bandstand because it was only in Philadelphia. He was about to break nationally. So he sent somebody down to Baltimore to report back to him. Dick Clark was a very savvy guy when it came to the music industry. And he hears about it and he says, you know, that thing could be a hit. Those kids are really digging this dance. And just at that moment, he was involved with several record labels at the time. Uh, Pretty short order. He pulled back because of a payola scandal. But there was a young man that had auditioned for one of the record labels whose name was Ernest Evans, and he was from Anderson, South Carolina. I think it was Anderson. It was South Carolina. And he moved out of the Carolinas to Philadelphia to try to find uh, show business life. What happened to him when he auditioned and what his new name was changed musical history, maybe forever. And we will get to that and hear this young man straight ahead. Okay, we're back here with the Oddcast, and we're talking about the history of the twist, believe it or not, and the gangster nightclub that propelled this whole phenomena is is the only thing you could call it back in uh, 1960, 1961. So Dick Clark uh, bumps into this young man, Ernest Evans, and thinks he's got a really good voice. And his wife is with him, Mrs. Dick Clark at the time. And she likes him, too. And she says, you know, he needs a, a different name. He needs a show busy name. Let's see. There's Fats Domino. He's a good looking guy. Why don't you call him Chubby Checker? And so Dick said, all right, and put together. I don't know how much his hands were in this as far as the recording session, but the recording got done. They did an exact cover of the song that Hank Ballard did, The Twist. I mean, to the note. Slightly higher key because Chubby's voice was higher. And they put it and him on American Bandstand. And this is what it sounded like. This one is a gasser. This is a pretty frightening thing. It's sweeping the country all over the place. Hottest dance sensation in the last four years. A thing called the twist. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Chubby Checker. Hey, Chubby. clapping in the background so this is now going across the united states and chubby checker is making multiple appearances let's hear the recorded the pure version of this song Come on, baby. Let's do 
in just a few weeks goes to number one in the United States of America. And the twist craze has begun. And it affected people in different ways. I know it's just a dance. It's just a song. But it was catching fire so much. The first time a popular dance was ever done where the, the partners did not hold hands in any way. They danced solo. You had in, in clubs and you had in auditoriums, high schools, you had kids dancing solo. You had them dancing, girls dancing with girls. It was unlike anything else, and it did not go over well with everybody. In his last few days as president of the United States, Ike, Dwight Eisenhower, said of the twist, and I quote, I have no objection to the twist as such, but it does represent some kind of change in our standards. What has happened to our concepts of beauty and decency and morality? And then he left office. Well, those thoughts left with him because Jackie Kennedy is now first lady, and she heard the twist, and she liked it. And she played it in the White House for her sister and some friends. And JFK heard it. And at parties, he would request chubby checker music. It's the president of the United States. It is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And a guy, a young man, good-looking guy named Joey D. from New Jersey wants to get in on the action. And he takes his band and he travels to New York and he auditions in a club called the Peppermint Lounge. And we'll get to the Peppermint Lounge and its sword history in just a moment. But listen to the Joey D band, Joey D and the Starlighters. He's the lead singer. Eddie Brigatti is the backup singer. He became one of the young rascals with Groove In and all those great hits that they had. Also, from time to time, Felix Cavalieri, who was a rascal, played uh, Hammond organ. And one other guy who was pretty well known in the music industry was a part of Joey D and the Starlighters back then, Jimi Hendrix. Hendrix was looking for work because he just got fired as Little Richard's uh, guitar player. Richard just couldn't stand his solos. Joey auditioned him and he said, you want to solo, you play like that, man. You can solo all you want. And they started playing at the Peppermint Lounge. And word got out that famous people were going to this tiny speck of a nightclub, teeny stage, small dance floor. People like Marilyn Monroe, Zsa Gabor, Norman Mailer, John Wayne, Judy Garland. One after another, going to the Peppermint Lounge. And Joey D wrote a song called The Peppermint Twist. And it went to number one. Well, they got a new dance and it go like this. Peppermint 
I forgot to tell you about one other backup singer he had. A guy you may know, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci was one of the starlighters for a while before he went into acting many years later. So this club now is known throughout the country. There's an album recorded live at the Peppermint Lounge. Joey D is in a movie called Don't Knock the Twist. He's in another one called Two Tickets to Paris. Chubby is touring the country. And other people are recording twist songs too. Like the great Sam Cooke did this one. Here they have a lot of fun Putting trouble on the run Man, you find the hole in yarn Twisting the night away Yeah, twisting, twisting Everybody's feeling great They're twisting, twisting They're twisting the night away One of the great singers of all time. So now you've got act, act, after act doing twist numbers. The twist is in movies. It is all over the place. It's so big that it continues into the next year. And the twist by Chubby Checker is the only song in Billboard's history that was number one twice in two different years. It's never been done by anybody since. So what about this place, the Peppermint Lounge? Many, most of the nightclubs in the United States, particularly in um, big cities, were owned by the mafia, one family or another. In L.A., especially in New York, Jersey, Miami, wherever. Very often, there was some guy who was a front so that the uh, mobster would not be, uh, you know, tracked down because let's face it, it's a cash business and they were stealing some money too. Well, the Peppermint Lounge was actually owned by a guy named Johnny Biel. And he was a capo, uh, a captain in the Genovese crime family. Nobody knew that he was the owner of it. And he didn't think very much of the place. He really didn't. It was a gay club. For a while, it had um, a door that connected into the Knickerbocker Hotel, which is a very rundown hotel. And people would meet, you know, at the Peppermint Lounge, have a few drinks, and they could go down this hallway and, you know, rent a room for an hour in the uh, Knickerbocker Hotel. Um, just a very sordid history. And, and the owner, this Johnny Biel guy, um, never thought much of the place at all. He didn't even show up at the place. You know, he had a manager, some guys that were running it. He gets a phone call one night and they go, Johnny, there's something going on here. And he says, what? And says, there were people lined up down around the block on 45th street to get in. He goes, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, you got the hottest nightclub in the, in the country right now. And he hadn't been there in a while. He goes down there and checks it out. And of course, <laughs> signs Joey D and the Star Ladders to, uh, you know, as long a term contract as he possibly could. So now music is about to have the biggest change that it's had since Elvis. And the twist is going strong and all these people are recording in Philadelphia. But something happened. And that something was the Beatles. It was first done by the Isley Brothers, but John loved it and had the voice for it. And it was this one. I 
recorded that song probably two to three years after the Isley Brothers had it. And the Isley Brothers had it as a number one song. Another twist song goes to the top of the charts. So listen to this. The Beatles land at JFK. And they're getting set to go on the Ed Sullivan Show, which is the biggest variety show on TV. Everybody's, Beatlemania is everywhere. And they want to blow off a little steam. So where do they go? The Peppermint Lounge. And they get in there, and there is a a photograph that you may have seen if you're a Beatles fan of Ringo dancing madly on the the, uh, dance floor of the Peppermint Lounge. And he's got a woman who's just enamored and dancing close to him. Now, unfortunately, that woman was the girlfriend of one of the henchmen of the Peppermint Lounge. And he's really pissed. And he said to somebody, I'm going to kill that guy. Well, somebody else came who worked for the lounge and said, no, you don't want to do that. These guys are so famous. We're going to make you their bodyguard for the night. And he went, all right. And so he didn't rough up or kill Ringo. He took care of them. After they left, these gangsters grabbed the chairs that they sat in and gave them to their kids because their kids were crazy for the Beatles. So what's happened to the Peppermint Lounge? It's been torn down and a bank and a restaurant and some offices sit there. It doesn't exist anymore. It's just a fleeting part of Americana that has been forgotten in many, many ways. But not forgotten are some of the people that were involved with the place. Obviously, the Beatles. So we all know, you know, we've lost two of them. We, we know what happened with them. What happened with Joey D? Joey D is still alive and still performs. He's got to be 80 years old by now. He performs mostly in Jersey and Miami and New York. How about Chubby Checker? He is still alive, very much so, and performs. And by the way, sings that song and all of his songs in the same key that he did when he was a teenager. And what happened to the gangster, Johnny Biel? He was shot to death on a Manhattan street. Nobody knows who shot him and nobody knows why, but that's the thing with the mafia. There's no retirement. You just got to go sometimes. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed hearing those songs from those great artists. We do it every week. It's the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. Sherry will be back with us next time. Many thanks to Doc and especially to Max for putting this all together. And go like this. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry Podcast and the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening. 
the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter's powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.